0: Hello, welcome back to the Sam and Matt Antics podcast. He's Matt. I'm Sam. His
1: best friend has not been dreaming about him, and mine has. And that's just the way it
2: is. Hang on a bit. Whoa. So, Gora. Yes, I'm not aware of this. Uh, you are. Am I? Yes. Oh, well, apologies. I understand the confusion. Um, you're not my best friend. I'm referring to, of course, the one,
1: the only, Stratagus Glenn. Oh, for fuck's
0: <laughs> uh, Yes, I am aware of, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> we'll just say um, to that, we're both doing good. And that's just the Wait, way it is. So, mm. Grubber, yes. Wel- welcome back to you. Thank you. Not the listeners. Hello, welcome back to you, So Thank you. It's good to be back. It is nice to uh,
1: know that you haven't completely turned this podcast into a shambles, Madar, in my absence. No, I have not. And it's always good uh, to hear that when both of us make appearances on other people's podcasts, we still go into them, go into that, their, those recordings with the same sound my antics
0: uh, mannerisms. Yes. Now, uh, for people that don't know... I uh I have well well so I should say we in in a way uh, we we have started a new venture haven't we of, of sorts yes of sorts yes, yes so what's happened is I have uh with alongside my cousin I am now co-hosting my cousin's podcast and mm. we've bought so here, our good friend, so we yes. brought him on as a kind of brand manager.
2: Yeah. Not so, band
0: manager, brand
1: manager. So what we're saying is the Sam brand that we've been discussing and talking about ever since we started this podcast has expanded. And we're now, um, Matt's obviously now going down the co-hosting route and I've gone down the more managing route, um, Uh,
0: behind-the-scenes kind of um, thing with another podcast. Yes. But let's just clarify, Sigourber, that nothing on the Sound Antics podcast will change. We're we're not stopping this. You know, know, it's just, if anything, it's an extra podcast for you to listen to.
1: Yeah, it's an expansion of the Sound Antics brand rather than
0: um, a a substitution, Matt Dyer. Yes. Um, So, yeah, just going back to what you were saying um it's it's very difficult going from a comedic podcast where i start off hello welcome back Mm. to a podcast which is about murder and not very nice things and Mm. i can't really do that full-blown hello and welcome back when i'm playing sad music and talking about people dying
1: yes and Um,
0: in the clip you played last week uh you were fumbling with your words and then said Hello, welcome back. I know <laughs> I Can't <laughs> believe I did that. <laughs> so uh, I got to learn how to speak on both podcasts really. Yeah. Um It's a new challenge for you, and then
1: um and for me the, the, the challenge is gonna be how to manage someone else's podcast and support um and and give advice and, and do, edit and edit and do everything I can to support the podcast. The podcast, which, um,
0: yeah, that you, you and you, you and yeah, are, are doing together. Yes, but Segura, let's not get bogged down with other podcasts because mm. this is episode sixty-one, yes. of the Sound Antics podcast. Sixty-one.
1: How about that? Have a go on mm. that sausage.
0: Uh, mm. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, and I think I know what you're going to say here, but let's do it anyway. So, Uh Yes. How the devil have you been in the last two weeks? Fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, kind do um, to expect that. I've I'm not. I'm, I'm not actually said publicly, sort of, or explained to the situation of what's actually happened. Um. So, a couple of weeks ago, I went out on a night out on a on a Friday. You um, dirty dog. Well, it was to celebrate someone leaving the company I work for. Um, how have they they left during COVID, and I've just got round to arranging it now. So, ah, oh. yes. Um, so I went to that and um had a great night. We were just sat in a pub all night. It wasn't anything like too, you know, active. Um, however, then on the way home they gave me a lift, but I I I didn't realise this when I got in the car. However, I was basically getting in the car with. Uh, Juan Pablo Montoya, Madai. Oh, Juan Pablo Montoya! That's <laughs> yes. not a driver. I thought you were going to say then. No, her, her, Juan Pablo Montoya um, decided to take the corners of 1am back roads in Southampton and touch the apex on each one and and thrown round and and I, for many many years of my life, as you know, dear, and as you also did, um, suffered with. Motion sickness, which I discovered has come back with a bang. Um,
0: <laughs> and oh,
1: no. the issue I had was uh, the, what was inside my body wanted to vacate my body at yes. such a speed and at such a rate. When I got home, um, I actually cut the inside of my throat and was literally bleeding uh,
0: in my throat. So, so if you're listening to this and you're eating, I do apologize. And don't choke on it because you could cut your throat. And
1: <laughs> let, let me tell you, that is no barrel of laughs. So I've been trying to put myself in vocal rest as much as possible because speaking is um, sort of aggravates it and makes me bleed again. Um, so you can imagine when I've been training a new member of staff at, uh, at work, I've been having a great time when I've got home and have had to not speak, try and just get all of sort of the, the yes, blood and like just make sure I'm drinking a lot of water and trying to f- sort of keep everything clean and just try and basically do what I can because obviously you can't put a plaster, right? You can't put like um savlon down there, Matt Dyer. You've got to uh you've just got to keep the, the wound clean and when you eat anything, I have not been able to eat anything with a chili in it. Because so I just cried. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of struggling, struggling couple of weeks, my But, however, the sil- there are silver linings in everything. And a silver line in this is because I've not been eating
0: or eating properly, I've lost some weight, my Oh. This
2: is, yeah. this is
0: good news, Hagor. Yeah, not, it's not the way line. you want to lose weight, really, but, you know. No,
1: no, but uh, a, a, a diet based on soup and water, and nothing that can aggravate your cuts in your throat. Um, yeah, we'll do it to you. So yes, that is why I was not on the podcast last week, um, and is, is why, obviously, Matt had to do it solo. We were hoping that I'd be okay, but the discussions that we had, we realised it wasn't possible. Um, so
2: yes, that is why I was absent. Now, that's enough about me, Matt. How the devil have you been? Oh,
0: sogora. It's uh, it's it's been okay last week. Um, so I have moved offices, as I think i mentioned before. Yeah, at work at the Polar Pals HQ. And um, yes, I won't say anything more on that. However, <laughs> uh, since since the last time we spoke. Uh, we've had um, two two people that I work with have uh, they temporarily move in with me um, mm. because they're doing some driver training stuff. Okay. Um, and honestly, it's been some of the funniest conversations I've ever known. And I thought I cringe sometimes when you talk about smutty things. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Was it? it's been it's, it's been <laughs> it's been full on so, so if you'll let me I'd like to do a quick shout out um yes to my ad- now adopted father Dylan of the Polar Pals HQ um because uh he's 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 definitely kept me entertained that's for sure so shout
2: out to you dildo no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know I mean, I don't know if that VB is adopted son. Maybe you should be <laughs> Jesus. Um, other than that, it's well Sagura. Tomorrow, as of the time of recording, mm. it's my brother's sixteenth birthday. Fuck off! He's not 16. sixteen.
1: Sixteen. I still remember the days of him running around on knees.
0: Sixteen Sagura. Yeah, it's it's a joke. Yeah. So, uh, would you like to say anything to? Would you like to do a dramatic, a dramatic happy birthday for our Lord and Savior Joshua Baker? Yes. Why not? Mm.
2: In, your own, <laughs> in your own time, sausage. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Joshua, happy birthday to you. Excellent, Sagora. Thank you very much. And other than that,
0: things are okay. Good. Hmm. So, um, shall we crack on with the rest of the podcast, Sagora?
2: Uh, that'd be very naughty now, wouldn't it? Hmm.
1: And now it's time to pass over to the dramatic singing, pizza slinging Matt Dyer in his segment, which he's not told me about yet.
0: Yes, take it away, Matt Dyer. No, well, a lovely intro, Segura. Thank you very much for that. So I have got, well, it's not really an Angry Man Reviews, but I need to briefly tell you about it. And And then then I've got three funny... Uh, funny news uh, headline story things that I thought oh. I would uh, return back to. So, Throw back um, to episode what? Three? Three? I don't even know, Segura. I'm not going to lie to It was you. the first appearance of special guest Glenn. Well, how do you know that off by heart? I don't know. <laughs> I think I was listening to it. Um, oh. oh, I had a go. Okay. Segura, you may remember. That I have been getting very excited, not in that way. <laughs> um, well, yes, in that way. Oh, Jesus. Um, about the prospect of Twitch streaming the Sound yes. Antics podcast. Yes, you were very excited about that. Mm. So I bought the webcam, and the webcam finally arrived. And I think I said about the Royal Mail um, yep. not delivering it at the time. It did arrive. And so, anyway, when my cousin and I did a practice of the, well, it wasn't really a practice. We, we, we were going to record <laughs> record the first episode of the uh, Murder Lee Wrote podcast mm. um, via Twitch. So I set everything up and pressed the stream button that you have to do through OBS, which is a third party you're kind of like getting all your inputs like camera, voice, etc., onto Twitch and transitions and stuff. So there we go. So that 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 happened. So we started that stream and very quickly it became apparent something, Segura. What was that? My my PC <laughs> My PC didn't like the fact that I was streaming. And cool. it very, very nearly blew up. Uh, my PC is not good enough spec to live stream two cameras, one from yes. an in- internal source and one from an external source, which is what we would have done as well. So that's what I'm going to be buying over Christmas these new computer components. So hopefully, we can start streaming the Sarum Antics podcast. But another thing happened, Segura. So we record via Discord, which, as you know. And when you plug a microphone into a computer, it pretty much is plug and play, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with streaming, you Mm. have to manually adjust uh, microphone levels. So say... I've got a transition or an overlay when the stream starts that says stream starting soon with that. I wouldn't want our microphones on with us talking in the background before we start. Yeah. Makes sense. So you have to turn the microphone level down through the OBS software, which I did. However, when I, (laughs) when we then went to the main podcast screen and started talking, it wasn't until the end of the podcast, some 35, 40 minutes later, that I realized I hadn't unmuted any of our microphones. So the, the whole stream, other than my computer struggling to cope, is just me mouthing things because there's no microphone input. You tit. So this week's angry man review pretty much is is me. I'm angry at myself. Actually, no, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. That's worse. I know. Worse. It is worse. But so we won't go into that anymore. Um, Hopefully, in the new year, we will have streams and everything will be well, and I will learn how to use OBS properly. Anyway, so go. Let's go into one. Uh, yeah, uh, very funny, sharp. Um <laughs> Anyway, shall we crack on with today's main topic, which is funny news stories? Okay, yeah, let's go for it. So, you've got three to choose from. We're going to do all three, but which one would you like first? You can have number one, number two, or number three. You mean I get to choose out of one, two, or three, out of the three
1: that you have? Yeah! <laughs> Yes. In fact, oh, you are treating me today. Oh, what
0: a treat we got <laughs> for you today. Welcome back.
1: Uh, I'll go for seven. No, I'm
2: joking. I'll go for number three. Number three. Okay.
0: Number three is entitled. Well, this isn't really funny, but, you know, uh, Texas. Texas. <laughs> Texas man falls to his death after dancing on top of a moving 18-wheeler passing under a bridge. What an idiot. What an absolute tool. Here we go, up. T- a man in Houston, Texas, is dead. Oh no shit. After falling off the top of an 18- Oh, Togorov, so I've just realised what's going to happen. What? While well, I'm reading, and I'm automatically going to go to police interceptor voice, aren't I? I'm sort, of waiting for,
1: uh, I'm sort of waiting for it, to be honest.
0: This is like three different voices I do now. I do the normal Matt Dyer voice, the police interceptor narrator voice, and the Matt Dyer talking about murders voice, which is a lot more soft, and talks like this. Little did um, they know, this man was dead.
1: And don't forget,
0: you've got the, uh, the Matt Dyer dramatic reading voice. Oh, of course, you know. That goes without saying. Anyway, sorry, let's crack on. A man in Houston, Texas, is dead after falling off the top of an 18-wheeler that he was dancing on top of when it passed under a bridge. Houston police say the 25-year-old man was knocked off the truck around 11.35am. This was in the morning. Jesus. Probably drunk. What, 11.35am?
1: It would not surprise me. What no. else would you be on top of an 18-wheeler?
0: Well, that...
1: Yes. Unless is... you're with uh, a family, uh,
2: the Toretto's. <laughs> Got to say their family cigar.
0: Very well. On Thursday, while dancing on it along the US 59 East, East X Freeway, unbeknown, unbeknownst to the driver... Police say the man jumped or climbed onto the trailer and appeared to be filming himself dancing. Oh, it's going to be a TikTok thing, isn't it?
1: I'm sorry. He either climbed or jumped. They are the two two ways to get onto a lorry. I'm sorry. You either climb up on it or you jump down to it. You can't just magically appear. You can't appear through the inside of the lorry.
0: Yes. Uh, video of the incident was posted online by Grizzly's Hood News. <laughs> I love America so much. Gritty, Grizzly, Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids News. Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids. Grizz- grizzly Hoods News. And the man can be seen ducking under one overpass before standing up again and continuing to dance. After falling from the truck into oncoming traffic. Oh, as if that wasn't bad enough. He got hit by a bridge and then fell onto oncoming traffic. Sorry, Matt, I, this... I, I'm just going to say it. This isn't funny. This is natural selection at work. <laughs> After falling from the truck into oncoming traffic, the unidentified man was taken to a nearby hospital where he later died. The man died from multiple blunt impact injuries. That was a mouthful. Houston Public Media reported. Houston police no say the truck driver was evaluated after the incident and found not to be impaired. The driver was also questioned by police and released without charges. We haven't had a case like this in quite some time, Houston Police Department spokesman Jody Silver said. And that's the end. What that means is no one's been this thick for a very long time. No, no one's got on top of a lorry that's going along the motorway and danced for the internet no, not the motorway matter, the freeway yes uh one or two I'll take two please two. Yorkshire man's torment as mystery stranger keeps yelling porridge through his letterbox
2: <laughs> this is such a British thing
0: I'm at my wits' end. If this is you, grow up. <laughs> a Yorkshire man has been tormented by a stranger screaming porridge through his letterbox. <laughs> the mystery neighbour has been shouting, shouting strange things about porridge through his letterbox at odd hours during the middle of the night in Boothtown, Halifax for the past <laughs> three weeks. The man who we have anonymised is at his wits end and is pleading with the porridge whisperer to stop (laughs) immediately. He took to social media with an appeal, telling the stranger to stop and grow up. He wrote the appeal below on the public Facebook group Fifty Shades of Halifax. The man wrote, "'Apologies if this post is not allowed.' but I am wanting to get to the bottom of this as it's at my wits' end. No, I'm at my wits' end, sorry. I live at Range Court Flats in Booth Town, and for the past three weeks, someone is still been opening my letterbox flap in the middle of the night and shouting, porridge. Sometimes it's porridge time, Papa Bear. (laughs) Or once it was... Eat it before it goes cold, Papa. Oh, no. It's my special porridge. (laughs) Before you ask, no, porridge had not been left at any time. This is clearly an unwelcome visitor, and I would like it to stop as soon as possible. If this is you, grow up.
2: In this
0: country. Hang on, I haven't finished. Oh, okay we are still going. The post attracted lots of attention with more than 100 shares plus hundreds of comments and likes in response. The majority of commenters saw the funny side of this whole bizarre situation. Could be a serial killer, cracked Ricardo (laughs) Hodge. (laughs) Joe McGrath... Oh, hang on. The webpage has gone funny. Uh, Joe McGrath said, personally... I'd get my locks changed just in case. I'd recommend Goldilocks. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Kaylee Glossgro... Gloss... Let me say again. Kaylee Gloss. No, I still can't say it. Let's try for the third time. Kaylee Glossgro- nope. Gloss Hello. No, gross... Hello, welcome back! <laughs> Kaylee Gloss Glow, there we go. Wrote the million-dollar question, though. Do you enjoy being called Papa Bear? Others thought this should be treated seriously. However, with several posting, posting offerings advice to upset the man. Diane White responded, "I'm I'm the only person that feels sorry for it. The- no, uh, it's happening again, Segura." You're having a meltdown, aren't you? Am I the only person that feels sorry for this guy? Worst crime in my eyes, feeling unsafe in your own home. Hope it stops soon. Naomi Raggio said, WTF? I found it funny to read at first, but that's actually pretty creepy. I'd freak right out. Marie Fox said, Buy a wildlife camera and record. that records when the motion starts. You will soon have your culprit. And that, Sokora, is the end.
2: So Madar we've had some famous serial killers in our time. We've had Fred West, for example.
0: Yes. We've we've had Peter Sutcliffe. Yes. Some um, of them we'll be discussing on the murder we, we <laughs> We've
1: had
2: Harold Chipman. The Jack Jack the Ripper. The end However, the Porridge Whisperer might be
0: the most lethal of them all. I mean it's just ridiculous, isn't it, honestly?
2: <laughs> the Porridge
0: Whisperer. I did think he would like that one. Um that was indeed The Porridge Whisperer. <laughs> the Porridge Whisperer. <laughs> um the final one. Final one, Sir Cooper, We have today is Man arrested after numerous gimp sightings in Somerset. Oh, I've actually read this one. Police officers responded quickly due due to its similarity with other previous incidents which have caused significant alarm and distress to members of the public. Police say they are keeping an open mind as to whether an incident which led to an arrest is connected with numerous sightings of a man wearing a gimp suit in Somerset. At 1am on Tuesday, October 25th, A man who was wearing dark clothing and had his face fully covered was arrested in Cleve. Officers say he was reported to have approached two men on Millers Road, Cleve, rolled around on the floor before walking off towards Cleve Hill Road. Avon and Somerset Police attended and with the assistance of the dog unit and the police helicopter carried out a search of the area. A man, in his 20s, was arrested and since released on bail on suspicion of causing a public nuisance. Acting Inspector Lee Kerslake of the Neighbourhood Police Policing Team said, Officers responded quickly due to its similarity with other previous incidents, which have caused significant alarm and distress to members of the public. He added, No one has been physically harmed during any of these incidences, but we know they have caused concern to the local community and we are determined to identify the individual or individuals responsible and stop them. We continue to keep an open mind about the intentions of the man on Miller Road and whether the incident is linked to others. Um, there is actually a map... Uh, there is actually a man. There's actually a picture, Socorro. Would you like, it, like me to send you the picture through to the Discord so you can just have a quick look? Yeah, go on. I'd love to see uh,
1: a map of the Gimp Man's outings in Somerset. That's the Gimp Man. This is Gimp Man. I thought it was a map of where he'd been. Have you been looking
0: up other Gimp Socorro?
1: No, I thought you were going to send a map of, um... Like the location that he was in, because that I've been reported to be in. But
0: never mind. Uh, that no, is so actually quite. I said, situation. would you like? To, would you like to see a picture of the man in the gimp suit? Uh, Not the map. There we go. So,
1: a mm. uh, gimp man is. Uh... Yeah,
0: that's a bit of an unsavory sight, isn't it? Mm. The arrest follows multiple incidents in the area of a man wearing a gimp suit in recent years. In July two thousand and nineteen, reports began to emerge of a grunting man dressed in black latex who was terrorizing the vis- the villagers of Claverham, Claverham, whatever that is. Lewis Webb, twenty one, and his girlfriend Kira, nineteen, were on their way home from a night out when the oddly dressed man approached them at around one a.m. They said he was around six foot tall and terrifying looking, and so terrified looking, sorry, that they sprinted away to safety. The first reports of the grunting gimp running the streets of North Somerset emerged in the summer of 2019. At the time, police said there had been 14 reported incidents of people being approached by a man in disguises, one of which was a black body suit. And then it just goes on about um, other uh, other times that the, uh, this Gimp Man has been cited. But as Barack Obama once said about Osama bin Laden, we got him. And they did, Sakura. They have got the Gimp Man. Yes, so, yeah. And uh, all we've got left to say matter is uh,
2: Smash. Smash? Yes. Okay, and that concludes
0: uh, my section for this week, Segura.
2: Very good. You've
1: ended it on a smutty note.
0: However, Matt, uh,
1: you know what's next? You might want to turn your light on. Because we have the dollhouse.
0: We are returning to the dollhouse. Oh, Segura, we're going to stop you there, because to get there, we're going to need to do something. And to do that, we're going to have to go into the next section. Well, we've made it, so we'll go over to the next section. And, uh, well, to, to get over to... Basically, you're at the other side of the lake at the moment uh, through a forest. So, what we're going to have to do is we're going to go through the forest of funnery Thank and you. over the Bridge of Banter where you will greet us. In your section, Storytime with Sam.
1: Gather around, everyone. It has been a hot minute. Now, obviously... I'm still recovering from said throat injury I alluded to at the beginning of this podcast, so
2: I will give Ronnie's accent a go, but I can't promise it's going to be good.
0: Well, that's fine, Sir Robert. Uh, you don't have to, uh, don't have to do it. So, um, yeah, so just do, just, do, to do to what uh, you can. just give a quick recap. Obviously,
1: she went. Back into the house then she shouldn't have done, should she Madam?
0: No, she shouldn't. Um,
1: and then but... and then Ronnie and then Ronnie joined her. Um, they spoke to the scary lady of the house who has then smuggled them into a alleyway that's one well, alleyway, sort of a gangway, I guess, uh, behind the mirrors and goes down. it's in there a bit black at the moment. so
2: we're going to pick up the story right there. In that narrow staircase. That's where we're going to join them. Okay. So This chapter is called Down with the Bullmen, where nobody goes. Ronnie got out his phone and switched on the flashlight, illuminating a narrow, winding staircase
1: that stretched out infinitely below us. He went first, treading carefully, but also keeping up a pace that proved a challenge to my shorter legs. I focused hard on not tripping over the concrete steps, noting their poor asymmetrical design. We didn't speak. I wish I could tell Ronnie what I was thinking. Probably that I had got insane from hanging around an old woman who played dress-up like the life-size dolls. I guess that would have been better than him believing I was essentially a product of evil. Which was the current ruling
2: theory. I kept my eyes peeled for any clues as we walked. There was... this was a lookout. The winding staircase seemed to grow smaller. It's filthy,
1: bare walls threatening to close in on us at any moment. I think after the first few minutes of rapid descent... We both silently gave up,
2: hoping to find any sort of exit. Wherever we were going, it wasn't above ground. I felt Ronnie slow his pace a little. I wish you hadn't followed me. I addressed the back of his head. I wish you had more sense than to come here.
0: <laughs> Did your voice crack a bit there at the end of the girl? I was a little bit sore. Yeah, doing Ronnie's accent. No, 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 don't don't do it.
1: <laughs> I wish he had more. S- I wish he had more sense than to come back here.
2: Ronnie was not one for spitfire retorts, which made his words burn all the more. I got I got
1: where he was coming from. I, I just wish I could understand how to explain to him what was happening to me. Ever since we'd started on this journey behind walls, my thoughts had cleared and my emotions stabilised. Speed-doped butterflies raced a flutter in my stomach. There was an itch at the back of my mind reminding me of what I could do in this place. The power it held for me. I noticed goose pimples popping up on my cousin's neck as it went lower and
2: lower. But my own body temperature only increased, warming me from the inside. And it felt good. At least ten minutes had passed with no change when Ronnie halted abruptly.
1: causing
2: caused me to bump into him. He had his shoulders hunched forward and legs bent at the knee. Stairs end here. Is something wrong? no back exit, that's for sure, he mumbled, turning off his phone flashlight. Looks like a dead
1: end. I expected darkness, but there was a, a soft yellow hue flipping from around Bonnie's large frame. We continued down the last few steps until hitting the concrete below. I pulled up at his side to see that we had come upon a cave-like chamber no bigger than the foyer in a small house.
2: The walls and ceiling were rounded, barren, but smooth. A bronze statue filled the space.
1: It had the head of a bull creature and the body of a man in a cloak. In its hands it held the source of the light, a lantern. Soft flames flickered from inside the soot-covered glass. I walked up to the sculpture, watching its features morphing with every step. There was no mistaking the human glare of the eyes crossed with the
2: bull's giant nostrils and horns. At some angles, it looks more human, but others
1: revealed pure beast. Both versions had lines of fairy
2: embedded in the bronze, a vicious energy flowing off every chiseled detail.
1: Without even thinking about it, I placed my hands on the gold ring that dangled from
2: the nose of the statue. Lou, what are you doing? and his voice faded out as visions erupted
1: in my mind blasting off like fireworks hidden deep inside my octopus nerve dozens of cloaked figures in bull and masks marched through the underground tunnels, their movement a sympathy, a
2: symphony precision they chant ancient hymns indecipherable to the world above ground candlelight doubles
1: their numbers and their shadows bounce off the walls like black flames.
2: They spiral down, going from the tunnel to tunnel, until they are far below. As close as they can be, but but to what? To to whom?
1: Then a a string of words, a, a womb, a vessel, container. A slab of concrete, drenched in decades of blood. Three men in surgical scrubs and a visor mask. Doused and bleached, but the brown colour had soaked through. This is Blood Rock. A woman must conceive the bull's son or bleed out in sacrifice. Thousands have died during the ritual.
2: A dungeon. A young woman on the brink of death. Awaiting their fate on Blood Rock. All to serve his purpose to bear him a firstborn. Lou, Lou! Ronnie
1: pleaded, clasping his hand over my mouth as echoes of my screams ricocheted off the chamber walls. I tried to contain my sobs, but it was impossible. The words and sights wouldn't leave my mind. There was too much death, too much savagery. Just, it was just too much. I must have gone limp in Ronnie's arms. I don't know for how long it took him to coax me out of my catonic state. The residual effects of the statue lingered as my body movements returned to me, in fear-induced spasms, like those of a rabbit frozen before a predator.
2: I I I never believed you about the object stuff, I heard Ronnie say. "I I always wondered, why you lied to me? And why you lied about it? When you were so honest about everything else, I, I, I should have known there was more to it. We, we, have to, we have to get out of here, Ronnie. I stammered, forcing myself onto my feet.
1: Turn, turn the ring, Ronnie, turn the ring. He gave me a questioning look, but did as I said, walking up to the statue with a hint of trepidation. The moment he rotated the ring in the sculpture's nose, a pair of round slabs rolled out from either side of the statue, revealing
2: two dimly lit corridors. How did, how did you... Ronnie began I come off. Listen, okay. Ronnie was about to
1: say something else, but thought better of it. I hated the way he was looking at me, like I was someone else entirely. The light from the lantern cast shadows on his face, making it look like he was cycling through emotions.
2: In truth, he wore a singular, bewildered look. This last week has been an ordeal not only for me, and that much was obvious. Unfortunately,
1: we don't have time for a heart-to-heart in some rich man's underground torture
2: club. I can do things, Ronnie. Like the reading objects thing, but there's more to it. Especially here.
1: The woman upstairs, she's like me, or I'm like her, I, I, I don't know. There's something really, there's some really dark shits going on under this house. I know we have both seen some messed up
2: stuff back home, but not like this. Not like this. We could fucking die here, Ronnie. A lot of people have. I was afraid to look at him after an my largely inco- incoherent ramble.
1: Had I told him enough? No, there there were too many bloody corpses flashing through her mind to string a proper sentence together.
2: I'm so sorry I got you into this, Ronnie. I added, finally looking up at him. He hesitated before speaking. I would never forgive myself if I wasn't there when you needed me, Lou. You're the only family I have. Tell me which way to go, and I'll follow. The rest we can talk about later. If we go back upstairs, we have the best shot
1: at escaping, I think. I started. But there are other girls here.
2: Girls like me. Who came looking for a job. They're down one of these tunnels. I think it's the right one. So we go right? We go right. I agreed relief washing over me, but it was selfish. I was glad my best friend was there. I may not have been able to do this without him. I gathered my thoughts as we continued our journey into the ground. The tunnel was dug, but there were more lanterns lighting our way. Appearing on our right every few feet, Our shoes
1: scraped against the concrete, reverberating off the hollowed-out walls, announcing our presence to whoever might be lurking in wait. My only hope was that Mrs Claymore had no intentions of sending her husband down to get us,
2: and that he and his fucked-up bodies weren't likely to be meeting down here on a weekday afternoon. At last, we came upon a metal sheet wall with a door
1: in the middle of it. It was crafted from clean black steel, the colour reminding me of a gun barrel barrel residue. The door was bolted shut with a thick golden lock
2: hanging from it. Ronnie threw me a curious glance but didn't say anything. I'm going to try something, I said. You might want to stand back. It wasn't like the hygienist ordeal. I was a lot calmer, since my life wasn't on the line.
1: Not yet, at least. I felt a pleasant tickle in my palm and ankle. In a weird way, I felt like Mrs. Claymore was with me again, nudging me forward through the magic of her own. A cool thrill ran through my body. It felt a bit like I was taking a sip of cold water on a hot day but it started at the top of my spine and trickled
2: out to every last bone in my body. My mind felt light, nimble as a champion chess player's tool. I focused on the lock, scanning it with my eyes until I had a vision of it in my head.
1: Curves glinted seductively as I went over the weights of
2: form and the tight ridges inside the latch. I decided to try and put it open, Carefully, I released an inkling
1: of the darkness that had been bubbled at the back of my throat. It felt so natural sending it along the the neural pathways that connected the image in my mind.
2: I only wanted to pull it apart, but I had underestimated my abilities. Holy shit!
1: Ronnie ducked down as the lock exploded into a bounty of golden scraps that went flying over our heads.
2: Damn. I said, that was less than a drop. Ronnie gave a bewildered shake of the head as we
1: approached the wall together. I think he was going... He was used to going first,
2: but this time he caught himself mid-stride and held back. I walked in front and pulled the door open wide.
1: We stepped into a corridor that ran perpendicular to the corridor behind us. It wasn't exactly cosy, but it had some semblance of inhabitation. There's a long brown rug that rang the length of the floor with a couple of chairs standing against the wall. The doors were the main point of focus, though. There were five of them, all made out of the same red oak.
2: Honestly, the whole thing looks like some weird dungeon-themed hotel floor. I I think I hear something. Ronnie said. I held my breath and listened. Dread creeping up my spine as I imagined an enemy at every door.
1: But after a second or two, I heard what Ronnie was talking about. Muffled sounds came from the far end of the corridor to our left. They were somehow both shrill and soft and largely, largely incomprehensible.
2: We started walking towards the noise until we reached the last door and realised what the sound was.
1: Someone was crying. Their sobs travelled through the wall at irregular whimpers.
2: Hell- hello? I called, putting my hand on the door handle, which of course was locked. And the crying stopped.
1: I didn't have to focus on the lock this time, just tapped it into the teeniest bit of energy. And it was like grazing the gas pedal on a luxury
2: automobile. Easy and smooth. The latch snapped open as I pulled on the handle again.
1: What I saw inside was probably worse than everything else I had encountered at Vanderley House. It wasn't as horrifying as finding out out the dolls were real, or as dreadful as hanging upside down in the hygienist's grasp. It wasn't as terrifying as reading the statue and seeing what the bullmen got up to in the underground.
2: It was all these emotions mixed into one devastating reveal. The truth behind
1: the mysterious dolls upstairs, the reality of what would have been my fate had my abilities
2: not come to fight it. The room looked more like a motel room. It had a double bed, a vanity mirror, a couple of armchairs, and a door to a bathroom, where, one might expect a window, there was a large mirror. Hello? I repeated, cautiously aggress- addressing the young woman sitting on the bed. She was missing an arm. She was so small that I wondered if she was a child. At first. She had beautiful
1: reddish-purple hair with striking blue eyes and a freckled nose.
2: She would have been impossibly lovely had she not been so injured and and pale? The girl didn't respond. Her eyes were bright red from crying, and
1: she stared past us as we inched our way into the room. Ronnie kept his eyes to the ground since the girl was naked, except for the bandages that covered the wounds all over her body. There was blood seeping through the bundle on her left shoulder, on the spot where she had recently lost an arm. The rest of her torso
2: was a panorama of torture. Her macerated chest moved play- painfully as she took shallow breaths.
1: The bones in her rib cages were sliding under her skin,
2: bruising it from the inside. What the hell had happened to this girl? My name is Lou, and this is Ronnie. We're going to get you out of here.
1: The girl was non-responsive. She started crying again, the same jittery whimpers coming out at an unstable rhythm of pain. Droplets streamed down her face and fell onto the bloodied sheets on the bed.
2: Finally, her eyes met mine. Her forehead twitched, but that was only reaction. Can you, uh, can you help her, Lou? Ronnie asked, backing up to the doorway and peering out into the
1: corridor. Uh, I've got a bad feeling about all of this. We've been roaming around undisturbed
2: for a while now, and uh, I know it. Something doesn't feel right. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I can help, I replied, honestly, at a loss. I wanted to help this poor woman, but she looked like she was about an inch away from death. What could I even do? Use your powers, Ronnie replied. I don't know how to heal. I don't know how to destroy. I said, shaking my head in dismay. Then use them to destroy the things she's feeling, Ronnie said. I looked at Ronnie, who was still guarding the doorway,
1: peering out nervously in anticipation of an interruption that was sure to come. How did he do it? Just come up with the brilliant ideas like that on the spot. I mean,
2: don't get me wrong. I had no idea if I'd be able to do what he was suggesting, but it was worth a shot. I walked over to the bed and sat beside the girl. I reached out and took only... I reached out and took her only hand in between my palms. She was ice cold.
1: And I could barely believe she had a pulse at all. She didn't react to my touch in any special way, just kept up her whimpers in a steady, heartbreaking tempo. I closed my eyes and tried to focus on her like I would an object, but it was
2: difficult. Sure, we are physical beings made up of cells, but the palms and pain, the palm I had and the pain in her body were a secondary affliction. I tried to dig deeper, to find the pit of darkness was eating away at her slowly from the inside. It took a considerable effort to find anything. Her body was practically a husk, no hint of a spirit in sight. So I pushed further, desperately searching for something to latch onto. And then I felt it, I felt her. She was so
1: close to oblivion, on the very edge of hollowness.
2: Darkness had almost swallowed her whole. I imagined it as a ball. Chaos running rampant inside.
1: I focused on it. I couldn't just destroy it. It was so closely entwined with what was left of her soul that I risked maiming her forever. So I tried another approach. I started gently sucking it out of her remembering how Mrs. Claymore had drawn out the blood from my wounds. I was careful
2: to let the embers of her spirit behind. And when I was done, I gave him a gentle blow, hoping to reignite the flame. Then I focused on coming back. My eyes flickered open to find her staring at me in disbelief. You, you, she breathed out. Ow, fuck, that hurts! She pulled her hand away from me, wrapping it around her body. I think her ribs, I think her ribs are broken, Ronnie. There's, there's nothing I can do. We'll get her to the hospital. He said to me, and then turned to the girl. I'm
1: going to come over and lift you as gently as I can, but... It- it's going to hurt. But we're going to get you out of here. The girl grimaced in pain, but nodded. Her colourful hair bouncing in consent. Ronnie ran over to the bed and lifted her arms up. She screamed out in pain.
2: Her every move, another blow of torture. For the first time, I wondered if I'd done the right thing. Bring her back from the brink of serenity.
1: Was a shot at life really worth it? Especially when there was no guarantee she would actually get out of here. I was getting really angry, really fucking pissed at the piece of shit man who could build an underground hellhole designed to extinguish human existence and end innocent lives, and I was done fucking around too.
2: Absolutely fucking done. Ronnie, start heading back, I said. What, what, what about you? He asked, walking over to the door with the crying girl curled in his arms.
1: I have to deal with a sick fuck that's been watching us through this one-way
2: mirror, I replied, turning to shatter the glass on the wall. Ooh, that's the end of chapter four.
0: That's all. What a cliffhanger that is. Wow. It's getting a bit you. more
1: exciting, Sigora. I don't know if you, the mic picked up, but as I was halfway through reading it, um, someone in a flat next to me screamed. And, really? Yeah, and it put me off ever so slightly. So I was a little bit like, oh my god. Is that might pick that up because that was really like a pivotal point.
0: Is your flat complex Vanderly? It might well be, Mad Eye. It might well be just screaming in the walls. Well we'll have to tune in next time to see if Socropper's House is really Vandaly's Vanderly House. That is nearly what we've got time for this week. Well, Segura, as you're back, it means I can do a dramatic reading of a song. It's only right. It's only right. It is. Uh, This is a bit of a classic, Segura. Um, Not sure if you'll know it, but it's one of my favourite songs of all time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Not not Tchaikovsky, no? No, it's not Tchaikovsky. Uh, Would you like the artist's name? Yes, please. that you can hazard a guess well don't hazard a guess but just I'll give the artist's name okay. it's Richard Marks
2: okay proceed oceans apart day after day and I slowly go insane I hear your voice on the line. But it doesn't stop the pain. If I see you next to never, how can we say forever? Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. Whatever
0: it takes or how my heart breaks, I will be right here waiting
2: for you. And there we
0: go, so good with that was the Richard Marx classic. Right here waiting. Banger. Love it. It's a lovely,
1: lovely song. I'm very good But I, I, I've missed the dramatic readings. It's been a uh... I think you'll have it back. Um, mm. It's getting a little bit too long to wait. Uh, speaking of getting too long to wait.
0: Uh, <laughs> if, uh, <one laughs> week
1: if a week is too long to wait for your Sam Antics fix,
0: here's Matt Dyer with how you can get it. Well, Sigour, you can go to our TikTok no, Instagram okay which is at Samma Antics. You can go to our TikTok, which is at Samma Antics. You can go to our Facebook page, which is the Samma Antics podcast. You can go to our uh, Twitter page, which is Samma underscore podcast. You can go to our Twitch page, which doesn't have anything on it because I can't fucking do anything, but it is Samma underscore podcast. You can send us an email which is sarmaantixpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can listen to my voice on our sister podcast, Murder Lee Wrote. And that is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And is new episodes are released every Wednesday. So do please check out that. Our Instagram for that is Murder Lee wrote podcast.
1: And of course, you can join the conversation on our community Discord, which will be linked into the podcast episode you're listening to now. And, but either is one more place. You so, gave it a shout out last week, and I was very proud of you. You can speak. check us out on ACAST
0: because we are ACAST content creators. One day and, we're going to not be ACAR's content creators and you're going to have nothing to say. No, I'll say join the Sama brand ears. <laughs>
1: All right.
0: <laughs> well, Segura. Um,
2: well, yeah.
1: I mean, it's been a joy to be back. and joy. It's to been be... an education.
0: It's been an education.
1: It's been a joy to pollute your ears uh, this week. And what's left to say is we'll chat to you next week. ta
0: you mm-hmm.